Hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is your host, Gormy. I am glad to have y'all here with us for yet another dive into a great dude's story. With me tonight, I have my friend Luke. Luke, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, Gormy. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad that we're finally getting a chance to talk, and I look forward to diving into everything with you tonight. So. Let's get started with the first question, which is, Luke, tell us what qualifies you to be on the Fat Guy Forum? Well, uh, really quick, first and foremost, I got to give props to two things. Uh, one is God for giving me the strength to do this, and the other one is to my wife, because she's been number one from day one, you know? So I got to give them credit where credit is due. Um, so I'm 47 years old, and I've lived 25 plus years of my life morbidly obese. Uh, in high school, I was athletic. I, you know, I had a lot of uh, participation in activities. I did a lot of uh, outdoor activities, stuff like that. You know, I played basketball for years. I played track. I would ride my bike four miles down to the I went to and played basketball all day long and ride my bike back. I was always uh, really active, but I always had this underlying self-awareness of my body. And, you know, if I felt a little pudgy, I was always sucking in my, my belly and I was always, I'd, when I would go swimming, I would never take off my shirt, even though I didn't have, you know, I wasn't chubby or anything. So. I never really knew where that came from, but it was there. And through high school, I noticed I started having, at the time, I didn't know it, but what they determined to be petite seizures. And I would just get really kind of uh, lethargic. I'd feel pretty weird. And it would go on for about two or three months, and it would stop for a while, and it would come back. And after high school, I was at my job. And the next thing I know, I'm being put into the back of an ambulance. And I was diagnosed with uh, epilepsy. And that's what all those words, they were petite seizures. And we just didn't know. They all thought I just needed to eat a Snickers bar, you know? So that's just, no one knew what was happening. No one knew the signs or anything. So I went and I had to take all the tests and they determined, yeah, you're epileptic and we're going to have to start doing some medications. And it took about three years for the right medication to do the job. Uh, by the time that had happened, my wife and I were living in Arcata, California, and we were driving back to see my parents. And we were on a really windy road and we were holding hands. And all of a sudden I come to and she is falling and I'm like what are you crying about she goes you've been like non-existent for a good few minutes and as I'm driving in these windy roads I had had a, another petite seizure so they went back and they found this other medication and the medication is called Depakote and the doctor told me he says okay so you're either going to get really skinny or you're going to put on some weight with this medication I'm like, all right, well, let's, you know, I care more about the seizures. You know, I don't want to hurt myself and my wife, so let's, let's do it. And 
that's where the weight came. And it started, you know, five pounds, ten pounds. The next thing I know, I'm just a chubby dude. I'm a, I'm a fat guy, you know? I mean, I wasn't like really, really big, but I was like, I was overweight. And, you know, I, just so you guys know where I stand, I'm six four. High school, I was 230. Like I said, I was muscular. And the weight just started coming on. And, I, but I did nothing to change my eating habits. You know, I was young all those years, so I was eating fast food like that was just my normal routine. You know, so I continued my normal eating habits and the weight kept coming, the weight kept coming. And so, man, about 10 years, into our marriage, I was over 400 pounds. And just internally, I was extremely depressed. You know, I, I'm a people pleaser, so I knew all the sound bites to say, uh, to tell people what they want to hear. But inside, man, I was just extremely unhappy. You know, because I lived two lives. I lived that first life where I was, you know, active and doing all this stuff. And now I'm living this life of, I, I just, just shame and embarrassment, you know? And, but I mean, I never had like anyone call me out on it either. They were just like accepting because, oh, it's your medication. You know, for 25 plus years, it was always, well, it's your medication. No one ever called me out with like, well, maybe it's your diet, you know? You know, maybe you can, maybe you need to, you know, merge the two and see what you can do to better yourself. I was always told, you know, you're a big guy, you carry it well. And like I've shared with you on Instagram, I look back in these pictures, I'm like, where, where are these people seeing these pictures of me carrying this? Cause I was not carrying this well at all. I look at that and I'm like, what a, I don't want to put anybody down, especially myself. But man, I was not looking good, you know. So, uh, so yeah, that's kind of where that was from. So for twenty some years, Gormy, I was just overweight. I have the knees and ankles of an old lady now. And uh, about nine months ago, I went to a doctor, my new doctor here in Sacramento, and. Again, I know all the sound bites and tell these guys what they want to hear. And I look at them and I go, hey, man, you know, I'm epileptic and my medication makes me fat. And my doctor looked at me right in the eyes and he says, so you're telling me that the only reason you're fat is because of your medication. And I kind of just bowed my head a little bit and I was like, um, no, <laughs> I guess not. And he says, well, I want you to go. He goes, try going on the keto diet, and then we'll talk. And we shook hands, and he walked out the door. And I was like, what? what's keto? I'd never heard of it. You know, no one had ever said anything to me about this. I, I didn't know what it was, you know. So from ground zero, I had to start research. And, you know, I. I had tried numerous things for me. I've tried Weight Watchers. I've tried just eating better, quote unquote, and nothing ever worked. Um, but I gotta say, man, the reason why I, 
that's happened for me is keto just works, you know? And even though it started off as dirty keto, man, the pounds, the first week, I think I lost like 20 pounds. And granted, a lot of that was water weight, you know? But when you see that initial loss, you're like, wow, I'm onto something, man. This can happen. And it just started coming off. And I was like, this is it. This is my new life, you know? And it's just, it's just pretty awesome how things work out sometimes. I mean, all those years, I had always gone into the doctors and had the typical blood work. Because when you're epileptic, you have to have your blood work done a lot. And they would always look for diabetes and stuff like that. And this is disturbing, man. Every, I, okay, I'm going to try not to get emotional about this. Hmm. So, my dear brother. He lost half a foot, and then a leg, and then his other leg. And then one day, I'm at work, and I'm complaining to my coworker about my brother and his eating habits, and how he just gave up in life, right? I'm just complaining about how he didn't do this, and he just gave up, and he's, I'm just, I just wish you would do this, and I wish you would do this. And I get a phone call, and it's his daughter-in-law says, Luke, you need to come home, pack your bags, your brother's dead. I'm not kidding, Gormy. Like, literally, after, not even two minutes after I got done saying that crap about my brother, I get a call that he's dead. And it just, you know, not even that changed me. Not even that. Because I, I was going to say, when you, you shared, you know, the, your story, you know, before the show, we, you know, I get people to send me some of the, you know, bits of their story. And one of the things you talked about was having all of that happen and that not changing your behavior. All right. Yeah, it, it didn't. I mean, my dad's diabetic. My dad has heart disease. Uh, but he keeps his in check. Um, my mom, when she was you know, in her 30s and maybe early 40s, the doctor told her, you know, if you don't lose the weight, you're going to have a stroke and die. So my mom started counting calories, and she would go out into the cow, the cow field and just walk for hours, and she lost over 100 pounds. She's kept it off. But for me, man, I was just like, I'm epileptic. You know, what are you going to do? Nothing's going to work for me. You know, I just had that mindset. I had people at church praying for me. And I was just like, as they were saying his words, I'm like, I'm epileptic, bud. You know, what's going to happen? That was my crutch. That was my go-to excuse for being overweight, was my medication. Every single time my my weight came up, well, Luke's epileptic. It's his medication, you know? And so, yeah, dude, nothing really changed. and. you know, yeah. It, mm. Sorry, man. I keep going back to my brother. It, it was just a hard time. And reflecting on that, it's got to be difficult, you know, to kind of even put yourself back into that space of coming face to face with not only that happening, but knowing how you responded to it then. And, you know, the fact that that still didn't change, you know, it, I think that speaks to really a, a lot of what was going on for you, man. Like you had, this 
you had kind of like almost like the surface story of the medication was was causing you to gain weight. So it was, you know, allowing all of these different behaviors to be okay because you were on the medication, you know, and the medication was saving your life. And so, you know, let it affect your eating, you know, let let your eating be what it is because medication. And it's what's the best what was it? I there was a way I was gonna put this. Like I think it's really it's it it speaks a lot to your story. Like you're not like I've had a lot of guys on this show that talk about, you know, they had trouble with eating from, you know, childhood. You know, from the time they were like four or five, they were, you know, the chubby kid and had trouble with food and went through all of that and grew up as a sneak eater and all of those things. And your issues developed in a different way, man. Like I, I think you know, there was, you know, an emotional side to it that is different than the the average person that I've had even on the show so far. But I think it speaks to the experience of, of, of a lot of people out there. So I think it's okay that there's the touchstones that affect your journey are also very emotional. Yeah, you know, like you said, you know, it's kind of different, but the aftermath was the same. I Every time I would go to the doctor and he would say, well, it's amazing because you're this weight, but you're not even in the ballpark of being diabetic. You're not even pre-diabetic, man. So I, I would, honestly, Gormy, I would take that as a challenge. I'd be like, oh, well, let's see how I do next time around, you know? And I was, see, that's the kind of self-abuse I would do. I, You know, I'm a, I wasn't this way as a youth, but through those years, those few decades, I became a food addict. You know, I became a glutton. I became, you know, I, I told you the other day, man, I had one piece of candy and that just, that set me off the end. You know, I had a little, we have a candy dish at my work that people come and they pop a quarter and they take a piece of candy out. I was like, man, I got this beat. You know, I can do this. I just popped in a little piece of candy and that was it, dude. It was, man, it was, it was bad, <laughs> you know? So obviously I don't have a, have a beat. I am an addict and I, I must have just became one up after all this time because dude, I, I got to the point to where I ate and ate, ate. And I just, even if I was packed, like if my stomach hurt so bad, I kept filling that stuff in, you know? And I don't know where that comes from. I mean, I have speculations. I have, you know, thoughts of why and, but they're just all, it's just all excuses, man. I just, I never took accountability for my own actions. Well, I think one of the, there, there's, I think there's a through line with food addiction, you know, no, no matter when it develops, that it usually is, you know, it is in, it's a way we cope and it's a way we respond, we respond to trauma you know, that happens in our lives, whether that's physical abuse, mental abuse, emotional challenges, depression, you know, there's a lot of different roads that take us to this, this place. And like you said, you know, it might not start in the same place, but it ends up in the same place. You know, you, you ended up 400 pounds, you know, with a food addiction. And, you know, it becomes, it's because I think there's because there's such a sensual, you know, almost hormonal chemical response to food, that it becomes, you know, a, a response to something that we need, you know, and you know, one, one of the things that you, you shared with me was like these patterns of, of pushing people away and, and just self-abuse in your life for yourself, you know, and it, it seems like 
to me, like on the outside, I think, okay, yeah, you know, I can see, you know, the, the pieces falling into place, you know, yay, you ended up with food addiction, you know, like not yay in a, in an actual happy way, but like, you know, like, well, woohoo, look what happened. You know, you poured everything into a big bowl, mixed it up, and this is what came out of it. And I, I think that's an experience that happens to a lot of people. Like we end up with these behaviors that we don't always know where they come from and can't always identify, you know, we can get theories and, you know, kind of put that together. But I think that's one of the big pieces of these journeys, you know, in addition to like getting ourselves physically healthy is working on like, where did it come from? And, you know, why, what motivates those behaviors? Because we want to find ways to prevent us from falling back into those patterns. And like you, you talked about that candy dish. Like, I think that's a moment a lot of us go through. Like, I know I have, like, I, you know, I've had those moments even the past couple of weeks, like heading into this quarantine and everything that we're dealing with right now. And I've been like, oh, you know, it, it'll be good for me to have some keto ice cream in the house because, you know, if, if I can't get access to it, you know, it'll be nice to have something like that around. And I, within like two nights, it was gone. You know, like it wasn't something that I was like, there was no way in measure, which I've always been like that with those ice creams. Like, weigh out four servings into four little jars and put it in the freezer and then just pull one out when I want it. And, you know, this time around, it was like, oh, I'll just scoop it out and weigh it and that'll be fine. And it's scoop it out and weigh it and don't put the pine away and go back to the pint. And here I am sitting here thinking, wow, I'm, I'm almost ready to say that I'm good at good with intuitive eating seven days a week. And now I'm like, you're not good at this at all. Like you were really, you know, you were, you were, you were really fooling yourself, which I think is like one of the things that happens to me is like, I'm great at fooling myself. And I think we do, we, we, because we want that to be true. You know, you want it to be true that one piece of candy is okay. Because you see, I mean, we see other people able to do it. So if other people can do it, why can't I do it? Yeah, man. I mean, I've become such a, uh, I know such good sound bites to tell people. I tell them to myself and I believe in myself, you know? And I'm like, dude, you got this beat and just have this. You're good, man. Like right now, dude, I'm only like, where am I? Like 14 pounds away from my goal weight, right? And I am so scared right now because I found myself defeating myself to get to there in a sense. You know, I'm eating more than I should. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, dude. You're walking 20,000 steps a day. You're putting in eight hours of work, you know, and you're not just sitting on your butt. You're putting in good labor. So what if you're eating a little bit more? But it's that mentality that I'm still feeding that I'm afraid is just going to come back with a vengeance and I might fall back, you know? I've come too far to get to where I'm at because, man, I've never been this joyful in my life as I am right now. Because I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of my family. We have a support group that involves my amazing aunt. This woman, dude, is strong. She's fought, she's battled cancer. She's been on death's bed. She's been overweight her whole life. And she's doing so amazing. I got my sister on there. I got my niece on there. I got my wife on there. You know, I mean, we're all putting in so much effort to do this. And if I am not tackling the reason why I got to that point, what's it for? You know, I have to, for me, man, I have to 
continue the battle in a sense. And I'm I'm afraid that near this end that I'm just like ready to just battle myself. You know, and it's just it's I mean I'm so enjoying this this process for me because I'm finding so much out about myself, you know, this whole time. Like my strengths, my my weaknesses, it's just everything. I'm taking it in and I'm just trying to not put myself in any kind of time frame. I'm just trying to go day by day and I'm I'm learning every day something about it. You know? Definitely, man. And I wanna I wanna point out something that you said and, and kind of maybe dig into some of this a little bit because sure. you said, you know, you've never been happier. Like you've never with where you're at. Like it, that's something that's never, you know, that's resonating for you right now. But then you're starting to see these behaviors that might indicate a little bit of self-sabotage or hesitancy to kind of enter fully into that happiness. Like, what do you think? What do you, I mean, do you is that something that you recognize? Like, do you do you think there's something that you're doing to or there's a reason why you're, you're preventing yourself from kind of fully getting into that place? Good question, man. I. I think it's just. Uh, a thought in the back of my head that says I don't deserve it, that I'm battled, you know? And that's a, that's a thought that comes to my head a lot, is I don't deserve to be where I'm at because of what I've done with my family. A lot of this has to do because, I, you know, I, I sit there and I look at my kids. I got two boys, man. I got, uh, got two sons, you know. I've looked at both of them straight in the eye, and I said, I never want you to be like me. You know, don't get to where I am. You guys focus on your health. You guys focus on this. And while I'm telling him this, I just, you know, I'm like, why don't I just follow my own advice and do something about it? You know? And I, I look at all, like, cause like when my son gets back, he's out on, uh, deployment right now. And he's never seen me like this. You know, all this weight I've lost, I've lost while he's been on deployment. And, we just found out that he's going to be gone for another two months because of what's going on with the coronavirus, right? So, um, when he gets back and it's our family, I'm taking them all to an amusement park and we're going to do all the stuff that I never got to do with my kids. So I think a lot of it comes from just me, um, you know, beating myself up over what I haven't done rather than focusing on what I can do. So it's just a battle amongst myself. I'm just having to fight. It's a long battle. You know, it's it's been a lot of years that I've felt this way. It's going to take time to get over it and, and fight it and win it. And I, that's another thing I just have to realize, if that makes any sense. No, I think it makes complete sense, man. I, I think when you talk about decades of, of pattern of, of self-abuse and now you're trying to get yourself, you know, to stand in a different light and say, wait a minute, you know, you deserve this success. You deserve this happiness. And what I've done before doesn't have to dictate everything that I do now. And I think that's a hard, a hard, you know, shift to make because when you're someone who's used to, whether it's actively or passively or consciously or unconsciously, you know, putting yourself down or abusing yourself or, or keeping yourself from the things that you do deserve to now make that switch is can be, you know, can feel impossible or, or 
not feel impossible, but feel like, how am I trying to say this? Like, feel like it's just something that you haven't earned when in reality, you know, as a person for what you've been through, you have. And it's, it's easy. And, and cause like, let's be honest with you. Like if you and I were having this discussion in a DM right now, and I told you, you know, I I'm working, you know, I'm dealing with some of these challenges in my maintenance and I, you know, I just don't, for everything I've done, I just don't think that I've, I've earned any of the success. I know that you wouldn't say to me, well, you know, maybe, you know, yeah, maybe you don't. Like, I know, I know those aren't the words that would come out of your mouth. And it's, I think it's the, the, exactly the challenges when we have to turn, like you said, you know, why can't we listen to our own advice? Why can't we listen? You know, why can't we take the support we give other people and give it to ourselves? Yeah, some people are great at telling other people how to live their lives, but they don't live it that same way themselves, you know? And, you know, I, I don't want all this to feel like, you know, such a negative road because there's been a lot of joyful moments, you know, along this path. And, you know, it's more than just what I'm focused on. I'm just kind of leading you guys to where it's, and how it's gotten me to this point, you know? No, I think everyone, I think, I think people listening aren't thinking, okay, is this, this all that his life is about? Like, but I think this is, this is a real part of your journey. And I think it's that, that, that kind of raw honesty about it that then also helps shed a light on the things that are good that are going on and the things that have gotten better and the things that have changed. Yeah. Cause I mean, I, I mean, when you're overweight, you're just, you know, I, you know, it's kind of funny, man. Cause I've never. I've never been into drinking. I've never smoked weed. I mean, people look at me and they kind of laugh, like, you've never smoked weed? I'm like, I've never smoked weed. You know? I've never done any anything like that. And But when it comes to food, man, that's my niche. And when, you know, an alcoholic, you know, sometimes there's, there's alcoholics that can hide it pretty well. There's others not so much. When you're a drug addict, it's kind of hard to hide that stuff. You know, not impossible, but when you when you overeat, it's pretty obvious what's going on. You know, and it, it's just that part that I felt like I've been in prison so long, and I've finally been set free. You know, and that's just it's just amazing to get to that point, and. You know, I thank God for that doctor because after doing all this research, people are like, wait a minute, a doctor told you to go on keto? You know, because a lot of these doctors are like, no, keto, you got to stay away from that. It's going to raise your cholesterol. It's going to do this. You can't sustain yourself on it. And he was just like, no, nope, go on keto. And I even asked him later on. I'm like, dude, I, I got to ask you, why did you suggest it? He goes, because it's got such great results. You know? So, yeah, that's just kind of how that you know i'm just very grateful for my doctor and so let's talk about that that side of things for a little bit like let's let's dive into that so you that was about nine months ago and you said you're about 14 pounds from where you want to be so how much weight have you lost in the past nine months uh, i started at 360 so i've lost about 100, 115 i'm around 115 pounds lost right now in and nine months, for, man, that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I didn't do any exercise in the beginning. It was just strictly 
uh, dieting. I didn't even do any intermittent fasting. I didn't even know what that was. I mean, everything that I've, everything that I am now has been a process, you know. I'll learn this from here and I'll learn this here. And I, I watch these, you know, Dr. Ken Berry and, and oh, I found Gourmet and I found these guys, you know, and I start adapting all this kind of stuff. And then when it just happened that I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to start exercising. And then my wife and I, we would go and ride our bikes, you know, we'd, we'd go on these bicycle rides and um, just spend a lot of time with that. Yeah, we would we would go and we'd be active on our bicycles, but you know, we I didn't start getting into the physical side of it for a couple about a month and a half ago. You know, we joined a gym and I started on the treadmill, I go on the roaring machine and now I go I found this uh we live right next to a bike path and we walk it every day and we found that it goes to the old uh track of the local high school so we walk out here and i jog a couple miles and then we walk back you know i mean so starting off it was just strictly keto and then when my body said hey you know let's pick it up a notch that's when i started the exercise and i'm starting to just really love it because like i can just every part of my life has gotten better i mean every part you know so that's been just Another great part of this, that I, I never want to go back to where I was because I, I'm enjoying being able to. My wife said, man, you don't sweat no more. Like, yeah, I know. It's, it's flipping great. You know, because I would sweat profusely. I would go to Walmart. I would just be like, dude, are you okay? I'm like, no, I'm not okay. You know, I can't breathe. You know, I, I'm just kind of tripping right now. But that that never happens anymore. You know, I mean, there's that, so much of this part is just it's so worth it to do this you know to just finally just get to that part in your life you're like okay i'm gonna fight this battle and i'm gonna lose this weight and see where it goes because everything gets better dude everything has gotten better that's awesome man and let's because i i know what you're saying you know like the support system you've got like the support group you've got going on so that is are, are those the other people in your family are they all keto now or is it they just are all on a health journey like what is what does that really look like no they're they're keto um nice. they're all doing keto um and then i have a guy from work uh that uh t2 transformation i think it was john mm -hmm. and after hearing his podcast dude i had to call him and i had to i had to talk to him so i reached out to him and we talked for a little bit and I work with a guy that uh, he's in his 60s, he's diabetic, he's, he's overweight, and he's watched me throughout these nine months. Mm. And he's like, I, wa I want to do that, Luke. But I'm, I don't know what to do, so I've been trying to help him. And he was doing really good, and then he got sick. Mm. And, like, he lost, like, 15 pounds. And then he got kind of sick, and the doctors put him on some kind of medication. They put him on some kind of medication. And then his weight loss stalled for a good month. And then it started falling off again. But now, because of his health, he has to self-quarantine. So, you know, and then I have a guy that I used to go to church with in another town. He's watched my transformation and he's like, hey, dude, what, what are you doing? You know, what is this keto? So I'm helping him with it. You know, I, 
you reach out back and forth. Every Tuesday he weighs, and he's lost, I think, about 16 or 17 pounds since he started, you know? And that's the kind of thing what I want to do is I want to be able to help people succeed. That's that's what I want to do is I want to help people through my example of what this is. You know, no matter how bad your past is, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and there's always a future and success if you're willing. Nothing's going to happen without any effort. You know, and I tell them, I go, this is a, it's not easy to do this. You have to give this up. You have to give this up. You have to give this up. But it's worth it. You know, that keto flu for me, that was just my body going through withdrawals of all the crap I was eating. You know? And, you know, and now that they're all past that phase and they're seeing these pounds coming off, every one of them is like, this is just incredible. And they all feel mentally better, physically better. They have a positive outlook on what's going on. And I'm the, I'm not just, you know, scouting keto sprays here. I'm just saying that's just, in general, no matter what route you take, when, you, when that happens, you're going to feel better about yourself and, and, and everything else. So. Which I think that, and I think what's really interesting, Ben, is that when you, when you self-described your, how you, you had been, you know, for the previous decades, like you talked about, you know, pushing people away and not being there for them. And now it really seems like a big part of your transformation, though, is kind of coming into your own and finding that place of being able to support other people that are doing similar things to what you're doing and offering that and being open with with the positivity. I mean, I know that's something that I see from you all the time on Instagram, like, you know, even in our DMs, like, you're you you've got a real positive energy that you exude now. And I, I hope that's something that you're aware of, you know, that that is is been like a big part of your growth. It has been I mean, I've always, I've always liked people. You know, I've always wanted to support people. I've always wanted to just I want people to succeed. You know, I've never, I've never taken pleasure of anyone's failure. You know, no matter what, no matter our differences, no matter what, I want people. If if you're willing to do the community good in your actions, then do it. You know, and that's kind of where my passion is. Is I want people to succeed because since I've been doing this for me, that's all I have got was, um support not not one time did anybody say come on man you're good where you're at you know you've lost enough weight you're good where you're at well i mean people kind of say that now but i'm like no man (laughs) you haven't seen me with my shirt off okay but i still got a little bit to go so you know it but from that has been key in this process is just the absolute support you know when you walk in and someone at your job was like who just came back from vacation says, wow, dude, I've forgotten how much weight you've lost, you know? And like, I mean, guys at work, they're just like super supportive and they never complain about hearing about it because customers come in all the time and they always make comments, you know, like, wow, dude, you look good. What's going on? Are you okay? Are you sick? <laughs> you know, I'm like, no, I'm not sick, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm different now, you know? And that keeps you going and I want to be that for other people I love supporting people I love being as positive as I can for other people like Chance dude that dude is rocking it right now you know he's just been I love watching that dude progress so 
you know, props to him for doing what he's doing. And you know, I, I just love it. That's why this community on Instagram is just amazing. You know, there's not, I've never seen so much positivity and support and camaraderie and understanding. You know, when someone falls down, there's never anybody there that's like, hey, dude, what the hell, bro? It's like, no, man, I've been there. I get it. You know, let me help you. It's never ridicule. It's never put downs. It's, it's always support. And I love that. Especially in social media, dude, because you don't get that a lot in social media. You don't get that a lot anywhere. You know? I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful to have that in this world right now. So I appreciate you uh, saying those, those words for me. I really do. Well, man, and I think you're right. I think I think there's something unique, and I've talked with a couple other guests here recently about this, that there's something unique about the community on Instagram. Like, I feel like Facebook and Twitter are still, for the most part, cesspools um, when it comes to support. Like, the, you have to really kind of dig through the garbage to find it. Like, you, you're, you're going to deal with sniping and, you know, especially keto in the keto world, you know. The keto police, their headquarters is on Facebook. Like they're very much there. Whereas I, I think on Instagram, I mean, yeah, there's not everything's perfect and not everyone gets along with everyone. And there's, you know, this camp and that camp and all that jazz happens anyway, too. But I think when you come down from the bigger kind of the the bigger kind of like star level of things, you know, not to put a, a you know, a button on it, but when you get down into the people that are really kind of in the trenches and fighting, there's just so much real support, you know, and it's not about having to defend a position, you know, which, and that's what I mean when I say like the, the more popular accounts, like sometimes have to get into a place of like defending themselves and kind of standing up for positions and things along those lines and put energy in those directions. Whereas I think, and they still, I mean, a lot of people still offer support to everyone every day, but I think there's a lot of kind of grassroots just, you know, shoulder to shoulder fighting, you know, going on, like battling all these different issues. And even if our issues aren't exactly the same, you know, someone with 50 pounds to lose and someone with 500 pounds to lose can be standing, you know, side by side supporting each other. And I think there's something really beautiful about that. Oh, definitely, man. That's, that's what I love as I sit here and I look at all these guys and everyone is at a different stage. You know, you got guys that have been where they're at for a long time and they're they're influencing and they're, you know, they're just like helping other guys get to see where they can be. Whereas you get those other guys that are like, man, I'm at the beginning and I don't know where to go. But when they reach out, you're like, yeah, man, I got you. You know, I was there, dude. I got you. And here's where you can do it. Here's where I recommend, you know, check this person out, check this guy out and do this and do that. And don't worry, man. If you have any questions, hit me up. I'm always here. DM me. And it's just not, there's never like, like what you said, like you got this group over here and we're going to stick to this group. You know, if you have 500 pounds to lose, go over here. We don't want nothing to do with you until you're in our group. You know, because everybody's been there. And no matter where you've been at in the realm of the weight total that, you know, the poundage that you've been at, we all understand where each other's coming from. And it's for the most part, you know, we all have different mm -hmm. stories, but for oh, the yeah. most part, we all get it. We get it. And that's just, you know, that's, I wish I would have had this from the beginning, you know, just because, it, I mean, yeah, I still got to worry on that, 
man, it's just, it's beautiful. I got, you know, I saw a guy that I've known for a long time reach out to you the other day in one of your, your uh, Instagram posts. I was like, hey, man, that's awesome, dude. You know, he says he's lost, I think, like eight pounds or something. I'm like, good for you, dude. So I DM'd him. I'm like, hey, man, if you have any questions, here's my number. You know, hit me up, blah, blah, blah. And that's just, that's, that's what I want to see out there. And that's, that is the beauty of it, too. For sure, man. So, I, I, so now I want to go back to something we were talking about already because I feel like we can, we're, we're coming through, you know, some stuff that I, I think should energize you to talk about this. Like, so you've got 14 pounds left till you hit your goal and you've got challenges that you see in the way. What do you really think those challenges are for you, man? And, and how do you see yourself? What do you need to get through them? Just self-discipline, I think, right now is something that um, I really need to focus on because, <clears throat> excuse me, because I, I, I pretty much do OMAD now. You know, I, I know last month we all did carnivore, or not all of us, but some of us did carnivore last month. And now I'm kind of doing carnivore slash keto kind of thing. And, you know, I... I'm just trying to be disciplined on how much I'm eating and like, am I really eating, am I eating too much protein? You know, because um, sometimes if I eat a lot of protein and I end up not doing a lot of physical activity, what happens with that protein? Does it really turn the sugar? Does the sugar turn the fat? And blah, 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 blah. You know, so it's just really trying to focus and not give in to like, okay, when I get to this point, I get to go back to where I was and eating, you know, a couple meals a day. Because that's not that's not where I really want to go. I'm happy where I'm at. I'm content with eating the way I'm eating for as long as I can eat, basically, right? But you know, like um people ask me sometimes they're like, well, you know, when are you gonna have, you know, your three meals a day? When are you gonna come over and have dinner with us? And I'm just like well, I'll get to that point when I get to it, but for now, man, I just need to discipline myself and focusing on the right amount of food. And, you know, because I, 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 I can really overeat still, Gormy. I can really just, you know, I, that thing to where I don't feel full enough, even if, even though I really kind of feel full, I can still shovel it in. You know, I, I still have that. And even though I sit there and I'm like, <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. And even like, you know, I'm eating. Well, hey, this is this is this is keto. This is carnivore. You know, they they said that you can eat all the meat you want. You know, well, I'm again, I'm taking that as a challenge. You know, and you know, so I think a lot of to get to that point to where I'm at is I just need to really self-discipline and just focus and give myself a little bit more grace now than maybe even in the past. Because I don't want to put myself in a time frame of I have to get here by this year. I have to beat this person because he was able to lose this much weight in this amount of time. I want to be like that. You know, I want to, I have to do it in my time. And, you know, that's, that's kind of one of the one things that, you know, I think I need to do is just really just, discipline part of it, accountability for what I'm doing. 
I think that I think that makes a lot of sense, man. And one of the things that I think that I talked about with a lot of people that I, I think rings true for all of us is there are different times in our journeys where we need different things. And there are different times where, you know, we need to, you know, increase the pressure a little bit. And there are times where we need to, you know, let, let, let our foot off the gas a little bit. Like, I think it's okay to think about, you know, is there going to, will there be a point in the future where you want to be able to, you know, if you've got friends getting together or family getting together and there's going to be dinner and, and say, okay, well today I'm not going to have OMAD, you know, or I'm going to do this. Like, it's okay to say, I, I, I feel like I'm going to get to that point, but I'm not there right now. You know, this is what I need to do right now. And, there it's you know some people frame it as as selfish without without like a judgment on it but you know because sometimes the word selfish immediately has like a a negative connotation but it's this idea that like there are there are times where we do need to kind of pull in and put our focus on what we need to get ourselves to that next place especially so that we can continue to keep giving to other people and you know supporting other people by taking care of ourselves yeah yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, for the most part, people are understanding. You know, yesterday it was my nephew's um, one-year birthday, and we went there, and, you know, we had, to, we had to quarantine away from them. We couldn't go into the house, so we sat out on the patio and saw everybody through the screen glass door and everything. And they, they handed us a cupcake, and, you know, and I was like, I'm good. You know, and they're like, well, just have half. So I'm like, all right, I'll just have half. But I, I, you know, I look over and Amy, my wife, she's just, she's like finishing it up. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't want it. But I said, sure, why not? You know, but I mean, it, little stuff like that doesn't bother me for the most part. But it, a lot of it is whenever I'm, I'm by myself. That's when I'm worried the most. Because weekends have been really hard for me for a long time. You know, there was a lot of stuff I used to do as a kid, man. I would, Oh man, I would uh, go to the store and I would buy several bags of chips, right? I'd buy a bag of chips that my sons like, you know, one likes uh, the fire Doritos and one likes the, the flaming Hot Cheetos. So I'd get them each a bag of chips. Like, hey guys, you know, here's some, here's some snacks, stay in the room, play your Xbox, I'm going to be in the front room watching TV. And I would sit there with a bag of Lay's and a bag of Doritos, and a bag of this, and I would just gorge them, you know? And that's what my weekend routines were, was just the junk food, just nonstop. And, you know, so weekends for me, now I still have that, okay, if I'm not busy doing something, I'm going to just, out of routine, get up, walk over to the fridge, open up the fridge, and look. Even though I'm not even hungry, you know, just out of routine and routine and boredom, that's what I do. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, what am I doing? Why am I at the fridge, man? Go, go, stop, you know, shut the door and walk away. You know, it's just like, it's subconscious. It just happens, you know, like I'm watching something on Netflix and next thing you know, I'm pulling out some salami, you know, or I'm looking for Lily's chocolate chips or I'm looking for something to put in my mouth because I'm just bored. And I'm just like, okay, I'm bored, I want to eat. I'm bored, I want to eat. I'm bored, I want to eat. You know? So it's, that's another thing, man. I just like, so when I get to that point, these last few weeks, since like I said, these last few pounds have been pretty hard, I'm having to switch it up. 
So on the weekends, we make sure that we're really busy. The gym's closed. Okay, what do we do now? We're, we're, at, we're on a bike trail. Let's go for a walk. Let's go, let's go for a bike ride. Let's do something that gets you active so it flicks that switch in your head from, okay, I'd rather be active and do this than sit at home and eat that, you know? So it's just that process of, it's just a constant battle, you know? I'm always fighting myself, you know? And it's, it's just, it's a constant thing of accountability for me. It's accountability hundredfold. I mean, it's, that's what it is. And when I, when I fail, I've, I've now stopped abusing myself because I fall. That's, that's the other cool thing I wanted to share with you about. I know because I've, I've talked a lot about the self-abuse. I've stopped beating myself up when I have fallen. Now I've gotten to the point to where, okay, you've fallen, so don't get a burger to punish yourself. You know? You gotta stop doing that. And I've, I've stopped doing that. When I, when I fall, when I've overate, I'm like, alright, well, tomorrow, I'll, tomorrow's a new day. So I'll get up and I'll just go on a normal routine. I'm not gonna punish myself by walking extra laps. I'm not gonna do that. I'm just gonna do another day of accountability. And that's something that within the last few weeks, I would say, has finally clicked in my head to really help me out. You know, because, yeah, I want to get to 2.30. And, you know, one of your former guests, we've been in contact, and he's going to help me with a workout program because I want to start strength training, you know. And so he says, hey, dude, let me know. And he's working. He's actually working on a program right now. And he's doing it just to help me out, which is really cool on his part, you know. and. Because, and I reached out, there's a guy that goes to my church, and he owns a gym, and he's, this dude is incredible, bro. I mean, this guy is just freaking strong as can be, right? Super impressive with his with his ability. And I, I reached out to him, I go, say, hey, dude, you know, I want to start strength training, but I don't want to do it until I get 2.30. Okay, he goes, okay, well, why 2.30? So, well, that's the number in my head. Because I've had three goal weights going me. I've had 2.75. I've had 250, and now I'm at 230. And every time I get to one, it changes. Well, 275 went to 250 pretty quick. You know, because I got to 275, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not done. I'll do 250. And everybody I talked to, even my doctor, when I went back to my doctor, I'm kind of jumping around, sorry. When it's I went okay. to my doctor at 100 pounds, uh, I, I went there just to thank him and to give him a hug and to take my picture. That's the picture you see on my Instagram page, right? And I went there and I, and he, <laughs> it was so cool, man. Cause I walked over there. I go, you know what? I don't have an appointment, but I need to talk to my doctor. And I see him for just two minutes. And they're like, yeah, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I just want to thank you. So I sit down for a few minutes and they go, okay, come on back. And I walk around the corner and he goes, Hey, I see why you wanted to see me. And he hit me in the stomach. He goes, great job, man. You know? And I was like, hell yeah. So I talked to him about, you know, where I was at, where I wanted to be. He goes, you know what? And a follow-up appointment, he says, you're good where you're at. You're fine at your current weight. But if you want to get to 230, I wholeheartedly support you. And I think that's a good decision. But as far as I'm concerned, Luke, 
I think you're fine where you're at. Okay, cool. I'm still going for two thirds. I'm not gonna that to stop where I'm at. But mentally for me, I have to see two thirty to succeed. And that's what I told the guy at my church. He goes, well, why do you need to see 230? I said, because that's the number I have to achieve to know that I won, you know? And he goes, okay, fine, that's cool. So what happens after I start teaching you, it gets to 250? I'm like, well, it's different because that's going to be muscle. You know, it's not going to be fat. It's not going to be pounds from burgers. It's going to be pounds from, you know, bench presses and deadlifts stuff like that so it'll have a different mentality you know so that's kind of you know another avenue that's been pretty cool no i think that may that i mean that 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 all kind of makes sense Ben. and what it speaks to is the way that our, our journeys evolve you know the way your your number has evolved you know what you're going after and kind of what what you see coming next evolves as well yeah you know, uh, comparatively so, you know, I sent you a little follow-up email. I wanted to touch base on this really quick. And, you know, you know, for people uh, got to understand, sometimes weight can do, make you do some stupid things. You know, um, like I said in the beginning, you know, first and foremost, God and my wife. God's number one, my wife is number two. You know, um, you know, because of my weight, dude, 10 years into our marriage, man, we almost separated. You know, we almost, divorce was on the table because, you know, I was so self-abusive that I didn't think I deserved anything. I didn't think I deserved my kids. I didn't think I deserved my wife. I didn't think I deserved this or that. So I got into a relationship with someone that was strictly, you know, mental it was never physical but the attention i gave to this person i took away from my family and then my wife started to do you know her thing that i shared with you about it's not really my business to let everybody know but you know what was up um and you know it by the grace of god here we go dude after all these years my wife stuck with it and so weight that I carried physically and mentally I was willing to destroy everything for decades dude. It was just, and, and I think about it man for 20 some years I, I had that mentality and for the strength of family to just put up with it and see me where I'm at now man that just speaks volumes to family too for the strength that they've had to put up with you know, I mean, yeah, they, I, I played a good game. I, I said the right words, but, you know, overall, dude, it was just, it, it, it's hard, man. It's hard to know, to look in the past and see, because you, you, you affect more than just yourself. You know, you're affecting other lives. I affected my wife's life. I affected my children's life. Even though my kids never complain, you know, I watched my, well, one time my son got off the bus and he was small. I was like, what's the matter, dude? And he said, that all the kids called you fat because I was outside playing basketball, right? And he goes, all the kids called you fat. And he had these huge alligator tears just pouring down his cheeks. 
Like, I'm sorry, dude. Go in your house. You know? And, you know, I mean, it was, I was so selfish, self involved, that even my kids' joy, man, it was just, it was because of how I felt about my But 25 years later, man, I, I'm here now. And, Anything, man, if anybody's listening, man, just, just take that step. Just do it for yourself. Do it for your family. You know? I mean, it's just, I don't want to overstep anything here, Gormy, but, man. Uh, I, I told, uh, someone today that, you know, he was going on a walk and he posted on his IG and he said something like it's just a beautiful day for these steps. You know, I sent him a DM, I, I replied, I said, man, I go, when, when things change for me, the world changed. The flowers got brighter. The sky, the sky got bluer. My love for others evolved and grew. And I felt the love from others. And that's been the biggest thing, man. I've filled with love from others that I never felt before. And it's freaking beautiful. Dude. I don't mean to get all corny and deep on this guy. It's the truth, you know. For me, it is. No, I think it is the truth, man. And and the the question that comes up for me, kind of hearing you talk about all of this, is like, so we know, you know, that the, the doctor opened the door for you to go keto and kind of like started your weight loss journey. Like, what do you think really opened your heart and your mind to it all, though? Like, what helped you flip that switch? You know, I I talked to my brother-in-law because he's in HR and. I wanted his advice on it. What do you expect to get out of it? What do you expect to put in? And in that process, I thought, I finally came to the realization of why that happened. Why did this succeed? And I got to be honest, man. If it wasn't for the result, I wouldn't be here. You know, it for for me personally, Gormy, it was the result from the keto lifestyle that got me here. Because in that process, God opened the doors for me. You know, including the, the knowing that His strength could go through me, and that I had the ability to. You know, because I always wanted to wake up one morning and there'd be a thing on the news. It was like, hey, there's this magic shot you get and it, it evaporates all the fat in your body and your skin shrinks and everything's perfect. You know, twenty nine ninety five kind of thing. That never exists, man. There's, you're never going to wake up one morning thin. It's a process. And I was, I was always too lazy. Or I would get too discouraged too quickly to see the results, you know. But for me personally, when I started doing keto, man, I keep a log on my phone every week. I weigh once a week. I keep a journal of everything, and I keep a log of what I did that week and how I felt that week. And you know, then I added my blood pressure because my doctor's starting to wean me off my blood pressure. I don't even have um, uh, cholesterol medication. That my cholesterol is perfect for all the people that are scared that their cholesterol is going to go up. For me, I didn't. You know, I I was taken off. So 
So for me, it was the results that just opened the door, and they came quick, and they came, they came well, and you know, and that's just the thing. It's, that's what it was. It was just strictly the results that kept me going. Because when I saw those counts falling the way they were falling, I was like, I'm in. And I realize now that it was because of the effort I was putting in, you know, after a certain point, obviously. I was like, wow, this is really working. I'm going to step it up. And then more weight would fall and more weight would fall and more weight would fall. Yeah, there are some days where I lose like 0.1 pounds. But I'm like, okay, let's see what happens next week. And the next week, I'd lose six. So, you know, I mean, just for, for me, like I said, it's been nine months, and I've lost 100, about 115 pounds. But it's been a lot of determination. Man, I miss that. <laughs> you know, everybody asks me, like, you know, what do you miss the most? I'm like, man, I want to, I want to care. But I, 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 I would rather not have so that that's my answer to that, man. It was just for me personally, it was the result that opened the door to the realization that I can do this. I think that makes a lot of sense because as much as losing weight is a numbers game, it's it's an incredible mental challenge. Like proving that you can change those behaviors and those habits and get out of those patterns. And when you realize that you're doing it, that's empowering. You know, and it empowers you in other areas. It allows you, you know, it's why when people talk about going through these journeys, like different things get better for them, relationships, careers, you know, all of those things, you know, side projects, creativity. Like, I don't think it's got to do with necessarily the fat going away. I think it's got to do with your, you prove to yourself that you're able to do more. So when you know you can do more, you do more. And then you do more, and then you do more, and it creates this this kind of amazing domino effect. Yeah, that's, that's a good point, man. That, that's true because once you get to point A, you're like, well, let's see about point B. And point B comes, you're like, hey, man, that was pretty awesome. It's a little harder than point A, but let's go to point C now. You know, and it's an for me, it was an evolving journey. You know, because like I said in the beginning, I had no idea what keto was. So here I am on YouTube typing in keto, and I'm getting this guy and these people and this people and this group here and these, this couple over here. And I'm like, I still have no idea what I'm doing, you know? But it was so important for me to do the research because I think that if someone had said, okay, this is what you need to do, I would have done half-heartedly, you know? But because I had to put the effort in, that's all my doctor said. He says, go, he says, he says something like, uh, go on keto and then we'll talk. And he walked out of the room. I'm like, okay, you know? And so because I had to put, you know, the footwork in to find out what this was and what it entailed, you know, that's, you know, that was a big part of the journey. Of, that was a big part of the success of my journey. It's my own mental effort as well as the physical effort, you know, because I, I I don't want to have to have anybody tell me how to live my life. I need to just do it on my own and do it well to succeed. I mean, that goes with a lot of things in our life. You know, some people are handed things. Some people have to work for it. I like to work for myself. You know, and I just never realized that I could work well enough to to lose the weight, to get to where I'm at. I never thought. I just never thought I would do it. Well, that's that's powerful, man. I really think it is, and. You've started to really talk about kind of like what, you know, about strength training and different things that are kind of coming up for you, like headed towards your goal. Like, 
Big picture, though, what what are the things that come next for Luke now? So, um, I want to help others, and I I've started doing some research on what it takes to become a nutritionist and kind of a coach. Not necessarily just a straight keto coach, but I want to help others. You know, um, so I've started doing some research. You know, I, I got a you know that. Uh, Keto Bible to kind of learn about you know, how things work in the body, and um, I, I just want to be able to get that piece of paper that says you know this guy is certified to help you, so people trust me. And they, you know, I, that's another thing, man. I just want that knowledge so it benefits me to benefit others, so I can pay it forward. In it. So that's kind of where my my next path is. Is I just want to be able to help others get to where they want to be, you know, in a weight loss journey. Because, you know, I see a lot of people, man, I've seen, since I've done this, I see how overpowering obesity is in this world. You know, it's not a little thing. I mean, that is a pandemic right there. But people want to worry about, you know, coronavirus, worry about obesity. Because it took my brother's life, you know, and it takes other people's lives. It takes vision, it takes limbs, it takes this, it takes that. You know, that story that you said, man, it, it tears me up when you were in the store and you saw that family looking at cookies and that kid was bigger than all of them. That tore me up, man. I, I was just like, how are people not pissed off about this? You know? When I'm, when I'm sitting here and I see these kids walking around the school and they're all, they're all big kids. The majority of them are big kids. My wife, you know, she has two jobs. One of the jobs, she works in the school district in the cafeteria. She's like, man, there's some big kids out there. You know, back whenever we may have been in school, there was a couple kids that were big. Now, there's a lot of them that are big. Where's the, where's the outcry about that? You know, the nutritional servings for these kids. You know, because when you're a kid growing up, and that's that's your lifestyle. If you don't, if your whole family's big, I'm thinking, how do you see otherwise? Is that is that the myth now? You know, so that's kind of where I want to do. I want to just let I want to be able to bring in a positive manner, a light shining toward how bad that could be because it affected me personally. So I think I kind of have the right to say, hey. I'm going to ring some noise over here, you know, about how bad this really is. You know, obesity is no joke. It, 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 it's a killer. And the way we've been taught to eat all these years, dude, it ain't good, man. That standard American diet, I've been doing it for 47 years, man. And it is a killer. It really is. I mean, it's. But you know what? It's just, it's just the government being like, hey, this is what we think you should eat, so have at it. Like, oh, okay, grains, great. Rice, great. You know, sugar's great. That's great. No. You know, I mean, when you do your research and you start looking about how our body should be, that's why I'm such a big component of fasting, man. I feel so good when I fast. And in, in the beginning, I was like, this sucks, you know? I mean, my stomach's making noises I've never heard it made before. But now when I'm fasting, I'm clear-headed. My body, goes, I go longer. 
you know, I don't need carbs for fuel. I've become fat adapted. So I'm able to work out harder. I'm able to work harder, longer, clear headed, you know, and it's, man, when you start to open up your eyes to see how things are or how they should be, it kind of pisses you off about how we've been talking, about how we eat. You know, I mean, I grew up, nothing against my parents. My, I grew up poor. I had a lot of uh, comfort food growing up. And, you know, again, nothing against my parents. My dad is a hard worker. That dude, he's he's in his 70s now, and he had he finally had to quit because my mom's starting to show, show signs of dementia, you know, Alzheimer's. And so my dad finally had to quit his job. But that dude's been working up into his 70s, you know. Um, He's, he's always provided, but, you know, we, we just never had a lot of money, even though, you know, my parents worked hard. My mom was a hard worker. You know, growing up, like I said, I played basketball all four years, and I had to have the current Michael Jordan. I had to have the Jordan Air. So she would, all year long, save about 140 bucks so I can get me those shoes, you know? My parents always provided, but the food we ate was that comfort food. You know, we had a lot of potatoes. We had a lot of, man, a lot of good food back in the day, you know. And now it's, you know, I mean, yeah, people say, well, how do you survive on all this, you know, steak and all this stuff? I mean, don't you get, like, sick on steak and all this kind of stuff and ground beef? I'm like, no, man, I have one serving, and I'm good for, you know, 24 hours, oh, even more so, before I have to eat a eat again you know and that, that's just kind of yeah so i guess to answer your question man that's kind of where it is man i just want to help people sorry dude kind of like, oh no it's okay man it definitely is okay and i, I think there's you know it's it's clear you have a passion for doing that and so I, i'm excited to see where that takes you because i, I have no doubts uh that you're going to be able to do some great things for a lot of people so yeah uh, you know I, I i honestly don't doubt that at all so look, we've been talking for a while and we, we've gone through a lot, man. And I, I just want to make sure, are there any parts, you know, of your story that you wanted to come back to or things that we haven't been able to touch on yet tonight while we've been talking? You know, I, I think for the, for, for the most part, man, it's just to, um, for me, man, a lot of it is just that time frame. It's just to be a little bit lean on a time frame. Because for me, if I would give myself a time frame on anything and I didn't get to it, I would, I would just be like, I failed. Why, why keep going? You know. So a lot of it is just leniency, you know, giving yourself some grace. Because if we're willing mm -hmm. to give others grace and mercy, you know, it's like we said earlier, man. If you know what to, if you know what to suggest to other people, what advice to give to other people, give it to yourself and do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, yeah, we all want to get to that goal, but it takes time and be okay with time. You know, time is on our, is on our side, man. And, and just be graceful to yourself, you know, give yourself a little bit of mercy and just one day at a time. That's kind of what. I wish I would just tell myself that in the beginning. I think that makes a lot of sense, man. I think it really, really does. And, and speaking of time, you 
have something timely going on tomorrow with your wife, don't you? I do. <laughs> I do. Tomorrow is our 25th wedding anniversary. That's amazing, man. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we, our freshman year, dude, it was pretty cool. Our freshman year, she walked in in my English class, like the whole, it was like the whole, all the guys just like stopped. My wife is gorgeous, right? And um, she sits in front of me and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is awesome. You know, she turns around at me and I smile and she goes, <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is going to suck, you know? Uh, I, I won her over with my, my kindness, and we became really good friends, and then she moved away after our freshman year, and um, our senior year, we had a mutual friend, and she's like, hey, you know, prom's coming up, Amy's going to come back, and, you know, you, you guys want to go to the prom together? I'm like, yeah, sure, man. So that kind of kicked off our friendship again, and we kept in contact after we graduated, and... We, we moved in together. We moved to uh, Arcata and got pregnant, got married, and had our ups and downs, man. We had that 10-year hurdle, and uh, because we went and we devoted ourselves to Christ, we, we saved our marriage, and tomorrow we celebrate 25 years, dude, and we are stronger now than we have ever been. Well, that's uh, I wanted to give you a chance to to highlight that because I think that's that's really, you know, everything else you've been through is is pretty pretty epic, man. But I think that that is an amazing feat that you know you both deserve you know a good a good round of of support for because I th I just think that's fantastic that you've been able to weather some real storms together, but find your way through it and build a stronger love. So I I just think that is an admirable thing, man. Well, thank you. I, I really do appreciate that. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, when, I, when we tell people 25 years, they're like, wow, really? 25 years? You know, she's, she's an amazing woman, man. She really is. She has been, from day one, my biggest encouragement. You know, not, not one time that she writes and complains and she said anything negative, man. She is. Thank you for that, Stormy. I appreciate that's, it. That's awesome, man. So, Luke. If there is anyone out there who wants to offer you support or reach out to you for support, where can they find you, man? Yeah, I, I'm on Instagram quite a bit. It's Luke underscore L underscore Salier, S A L Y R. Um, you know, I'm set to private, so just, uh, you know, trust me if you want. I'll accept it. And, uh, yeah, dude, that's pretty much I have Facebook and I have Twitter, but. I'm on Facebook, but I'm never on Facebook. So, like, like you said, man, I just that was I'm done with that part of my life. I like where we're at. There we go, man. There we go. I'll def I'll definitely make sure there's a link to your profile in the show notes tonight. And Luke, as a regular listener of the show, you know that I end every episode with five questions called the Fat Guy Five. Are you ready for your run through? I am ready. Okay, man. So here we go. Living or dead. Tell me, Luke, who is your favorite fat guy? John Candy, man. Gotta be John Candy. I love that dude. Me and my wife, we both love that guy. So he, he's just, he's original. He's just, he's just a sweet man. And yeah, he's my, he's my go-to. As much as I love Chris Farley, man, I, I'm a John Candy guy. I love it, man. I know I liked you for a reason. I did. <laughs> so, someone asked me for my top five fat guys on Instagram the other day. 
and I, I put John Candy on the list and didn't put Chris Farley. And I got so many DMs from people freaking out about it. And it was all from people who were like 30 or younger. And I'm like, you literally don't have any idea what you're missing. I'm like, there's these movies I need you to go watch that you probably haven't seen. And you'll change your, don't worry. You'll understand. I, my my son's girlfriend, you know, we were talking about that the other day. We're like, have you ever seen this? The question came up. We were doing some kind of, we were playing some kind of game. And John Candy came up. and um, She's like, who? We're like, what? Wait, wait, wait what? <laughs> she's like, who's John Candy? Who's that? And we're like, oh, my God. So you need to see planes, trains, and automobiles. You need yep. to see Uncle Buck. You see oh, yeah. Great Outdoors. You know, mm-hmm. you got to see these movies or I might be like, you know, you need to move back out. So, you know, you got to get onto the John Candy train. So, I mean, that dude, his movies are just awesome. Man. That's oh, awesome. yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's my guy. Question number two, thinking back to your, your bigger days, man, what was your quintessential fat guy meal? Ooh, man. Um... I, I was definitely a junk food slash sweets guy, right? Um, I did that quite a bit, but I would have to say my biggest thing was uh, I love me some Burger King. And I would I would go to Burger King on my way home from work, and I would order me uh, I would get the double waffle meal. Uh, Large fries, large strawberry shake, and then I would order uh, another one, another Whopper meal. But this time I would just get it regular with everything on it. You know, the, the double Whopper I would get with no pickles, right? But this one I would order with pickles and with onions and with everything else. And then I would pull out of the parking lot, pull over, take all that crap off, put it all back together. And then while I'm in the drive-thru, I would order like a, a cheeseburger. I would just load up, dude. I would spend like 30, 40 bucks on food. And I would drive, I would eat the cheeseburger as a, as a, as an odor, right? And I would, dude, I would, so I would you were a little a fancy is what you were saying. You were a little fancy there. Yeah, I was, you know, a little, so I would drive out to the orchard and I would eat everything but my meal. You know, I'd order everything separate because they would be like, oh, this guy's ordering for his family. What a nice guy, you know? But it was all for me, man. I would go out and uh, park in the orchard, and I would eat in my shame. Well understood, man. Well understood. So, Luke, question number three. Let's think about that guy out there that's just coming back from his Burger King run, and he needs one piece of advice for you to help him get his journey started. What is your number one piece of advice? This was a hard one for me to come to, because there's, I mean, every everything hits someone else different, you know? But I think what I kept coming down to was just to realize that you're worth it. You know, you are loved. And someone out there loves you. And as being someone that watched someone die because of the way they you wouldn't want that on you. And to just know how much people love you 
even when you tell yourself you're not loved, that's a lie. People love you. So I think that's kind of what I would continue to go back to. Just self-aware of that. You're loved by God and you're loved by people. I like it. Question number four. Luke, what podcast, YouTube channel, book, resource, influencer, person do you recommend to people who need motivation? Oh, man. I mean, I, not to toot your horn, but, man, it's, you've been my number one guy for a while. You know, your podcasts are a huge resource for me. I've shared I don't know how many of your podcasts, you know. Because, I mean, like what I said, when I heard John's podcast, man, I had to reach out to that dude because his podcast just blew me away, right? And so, yeah, man, just because of your format on your podcast, and, um, you know, I, honestly, man, I started out with um, uh, Beautiful Normies. Mm -hmm. I want to say that's kind of where I found you. Weren't you a guest on there? I was a little while ago. Okay, because I think that's where I found you was on your podcast. So at first I was with with those guys because they had a lot of good information, right? But as far as where I was at, man, you were my go-to guy because you every guy you have on, no matter the difference in the story, we were all the same, and that has been just such amazing help. So that would be my recommendation for that. And then just go out and just educate yourself, man. Just get on the computer and research. You know, get advice. Ask questions. So that that's what I would do. That's what there I would do. There you go. Well, I, I definitely appreciate that. And to give you some spoilers, uh, earlier you mentioned Chance. Uh, just so you know, he's coming on soon as well. So I, I finally I finally he was he was not ready, and he kept saying he wasn't ready. And I'm like, dude, you're ready. And then it's funny because he actually he messaged me a couple days ago and said, because I messaged him and I was like, okay, dude, you're 200 pounds down. Like, are you ready to talk about the show again? And he's like, I want to do it. I just I need to feel like I'm ready. I need to feel like I'm in the right place. I have other goals to. I'm like, okay, you know, at your own time. I, I never push anyone or anything along those lines. And then I woke up the next day to a message from him that was like, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's set this up. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what, I, I don't know what switch flipped, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn it down. Let's get you on the, let's get you on the schedule and get you recording. So I'm talking to him on Sunday. Oh, so great, man. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. I'm excited cool for that. Thing. I'm excited yeah. for that. You know, it's always, it's always fun to take the show international too. So we can cross borders into Canada <laughs> I'm talking to him yeah. as well. So that'll be fun. Um, Make sure to say a hey, lot. I know, yeah. I'm gonna have to ask him when he's talking to Boot. I think a lot. Um, and <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get to the, I'm gonna get to the bottom of the beady eyes and flappy head thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask him about that, whether whether he likes it or not. Um, so, uh, got one more question for you tonight, man, and that is question number five, the last question of the night. Tell us what is one goal you have for the next year that is not health, fitness, or weight loss related. Like I said earlier, man, when my son gets home from deployment, me, him, uh, and my brother-in-law were going to an amusement park because my brother-in-law, man, um, a while back, 
you know, since I've done <clears throat> weight loss journey a little bit, this will be quick, I promise. Uh, a little bit back, you know, we were on like this little, I was on this little weight loss journey kind of thing, and I got down to 320, you know, so I thought I was like, oh, okay, I'm good enough. You know, we went hiking, we went up to uh, Yosemite, we did some hiking up there, and I felt good, right? So we're like, let's go, you know, to an amusement park over in the Bay. So we go there, and I'm waiting in this line. It's hot, it's the middle of summer. And I get in, and they can't close the freaking strap. So I had to walk all the way back, and all those comments. Oh, that dude's just fat. Look at that. He's so fat. He's hitting. Oh, look at that. That poor guy's got to walk all the way back, man. So all that day, my brother-in-law had to ride the roller coasters by himself. Right? So that is one thing I'm going to do. We are all together as the men. We're going to an amusement park. We're going to ride roller coasters from. Love it, man. Love it, man. That'll be awesome. Can't wait. So, Luke, thank you so much for for your time tonight. Uh, I know you told me you were nervous about, you know, coming on the show and sharing your story. And I honestly think that you did did a fantastic job taking us inside the real challenges that you faced and, and really how you've come past them. So I just want to say thank you. And I hope that the experience is what you were hoping to get out of it, man. Well, yeah, man. Like, I've never shared my story with anybody before, you know. So, yeah, I was like, "How do I do this?" Because I've listened to your podcast, and everybody seems like so eloquent, and they know what they're saying. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm gonna say right mm. now. So, and I, yeah, man, I'm so appreciative of being on you, man. I consider you a friend. I can't wait to meet you one day at KetoCon, hopefully, and uh, you know, hopefully, I will whip out a togi and see where that takes. There we go, man. There we go. That'll be awesome. So, everyone, you know, I'm going to put the link to find Luke in the show notes. And you can find me as well on Instagram at gourmet underscore goes underscore keto. You can also find me on Twitter at gourmet goes keto. And you can email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. It has been great getting for you all getting to know Luke tonight. And I just hope that you all remember. No matter what chaos the world is throwing at you today, go out there and do something to amaze yourself. Or, hey, stay in and do something to amaze yourself. Whatever you need to do, because you, my friends, are amazing people. And we will catch you again soon on the Fat Guy Forum. Mm -hmm.